1: Welcome to another edition of Supernatural Station. I'm your host Roman Daniels, and joined with me is my secondary host Jaron Daniels. Ho, dog! I've been waiting to do one of these for a while. It's been a long time. Last time we did this was like March, so it's been like three months. So I'm feening. I know, me too. So, so you brought me here, and you wanted to talk about something. What are we? Uh, what are we talking about? I think we should get back to the age-old question. What do you say? Uh, angels and demons. That's one of those things that have been a subject through our entire existence with tons of stories, tons of subject matter. And I feel like with all the dark and gloom we talk about, it'd be kind of cool to just talk about some really awesome stories. I mean, there's so much good too, even though we're in such a weird world and it feels so evil sometimes. But there's this behind-the-scenes heroics that's around. Yeah, Yeah, well, I think that's kind of what... like. Uh, for me, I believe that they that these things exist, both angels and demons. Part of the reason that I believe it so well is because w- when we live in the world that we live in, it's like we're constantly, day by day, is like a constant duality. It kind of reminds me of when I play, I'm going to sound like a horrible, nerdy gamer right now, but when I play Red Dead Redemption 2, shout out that game, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm not really a gamer, but when it comes to that game, it's like kind of like my second life. Um, but we'll be playing it. I'll just, like, kill a horse. I know it's messed up, and I don't do that, and I don't condone it. But then I'm dishonorable from that one act, and then I feed my horse, and then I'm getting more honorable again. And then I rob somebody, I'm dishonorable again. And so it really is every little aspect of our lives, uh, it's a choice. You know, it's an RPG. Our, our real lives are. Right, and then all these stories that have, have come out of, like, in the past, right, like, you know, the exorcism stories and, like, you know, the those that have been possessed and things, they tend to have, like, it's almost like what you're saying, like they have like this, this karma field and they like keep dropping in karma, like because they're delving into things that they shouldn't be delving into. Like maybe they're drinking too much. They're getting violent or abusive with their spouses or they're just, they're going through like a lot of stress. And so like, I feel like demons are looking for that type of thing constantly. And then they latch onto it. And as soon as they have it, they're like, how can I keep this going? How can I keep, it's almost like they feed off of that energy and it's like that's like their their life force like they're, like what they eat or something you know and i think it's like shame you know shame is a huge one for the evil side it's uh you're wearing a backpack literally you do one thing wrong and if you have the heart that i know a lot of us do like for me if i do something wrong i literally have this like backpack on all of a sudden of just just shame and i think that's kind of what i mean we'll delve into it further but i think that's kind of like what the demonic side likes to do is just weigh you down it's not like how it used to be in the old days, and we'll, we'll get into that even further, but uh, yeah, let's delve into it. I, what I first want to do is maybe let's bring up some stories about just angelic stories. Um, yeah, I can I can think of one, so we'll um, I'll let you probably tell some of your stories, and I've got one that is more angelic that I just wanted to tell, and I don't remember where this one came from. I don't remember if it was from another podcast, or I just remember hearing this story, and it kind of stuck with me, and there's several stories like this that exist in the world, and... If you're a listener and you've had a story like this, um, we, we want to hear it. Because these are, these are some of the coolest stories out there, you know. And so I'll tell my story. I'll tell that one maybe last. But I'll let my, my brother here give his accounts. But, you know, it's like CNN and the media and all these media outlets. They're always, like, even like the, the local news, right? The KSLs and the things like that. They're always telling the bad things that happened. The car accident, the murder, somebody got stabbed. So I think we're just a barrage of just bad news all the time. And I think let's just shed some light on some good, and we'll still bring in the bad because there is a, a perfect uh, alignment of that on the Earth. I feel like maybe one side's even worse. Actually, the evil side feels like it's more rampant right now. But I just think it's going to be cool um, to give us some hope a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And and you know we don't always want to tell the really dark and creepy stories. We want to, or, or even just the really oddball stories. We want to tell the things that are supernatural, and that's what this is, is exactly. It's kind of something that's not quite described as something that's natural necessarily like you know when when it comes to science this is stuff that we don't really know that much about so it's it fits really in line with this uh, podcast we think so we'll dive into it we're going to take a quick moment here and, and then we'll jump right into these stories gotta fill my cup Right, we're back. We are going to go ahead and dive into some stories of angelic encounters and possible demon encounters and all that. But I'm going to let my brother take it away. He's got some interesting stories for us to, to listen to, I think. And per usual, I am reactive, not proactive in my lifestyle. So I just barely look these up. How about that? <laughs> Let's see if they're any good, you know what I'm saying? This one's called An Angelic Nurse. <clears throat> Luke was diagnosed with bone cancer when he was eight years old. During a two-week hospital stay that was required to treat the infection, a nurse came into Luke's hospital room. As he slept, his mom spoke with the nurse, who was wearing a 1960s work uniform, which she thought was super strange. The nurse told Luke's mom she would pray for his healing before exiting. Luke was fully healed of his infection and is now cancer-free. The doctor before that nurse came in the day before had no good news. It was all doom and gloom, and they were possibly planning for a future without Luke. And then she asked who the nurse was to the doctor, and explained who what she looked like. And the doctor said, "There's nobody by that by that look that, yeah. that works here." <clears throat> That's crazy. That. I know it's a short story, but crazy. Yeah, no. But there's a there's a lot of stories like that that, that people on a very regular basis people have these types of stories. Um, it's funny that you brought this one up because my coworker she her um, husband uh, has a sister who kind of had this problem happened where she had to go to the hospital and it was like her pancreas was having a problem and they had to put her on, um, like dialysis and all this stuff. And they thought that she was going to, they pretty much thought she was going to die because it just wasn't looking good. And like literally the next day, like, uh, she was in there for a couple of days, but the next day after they all thought like, Hey, it's the worst. It's just going to get worse from here. I think we're going to lose her. Um, she made like a full turnaround, you know, like out of nowhere. And she like, cause she had seizures happen to her, um, where, she, they thought she was going to have brain damage too. Who after is this again? This was uh, my coworker's husband's uh, sister. Oh, wow. And she's only in her thirties. Like she's like, you know, upper thirties, like, um, it's too young. And, yeah. Too young. Wow. And, but anyway, she, yeah, she like pulled, like after she had those seizures, they're like, yeah, she's going to have brain damage. It's going to take her a long road of recovery. She's going to have to learn how to talk again, how to walk, all the things, you know? And, you know, that's one thing that stresses me out about going to the doctor is I feel like they always like look at the analytics. They're like, oh, this is what happens most often. So that's what's going to happen this time. They don't think about like the, you know, the miracles that can happen, like the, you know, the strange things that, that come up and they, they happen a lot, but for some reason, doctors just discount them. Well, know? and they only discount <clears throat> them when they're in their practice. Cause right. I feel like when they're not in their practice, when they're done doing their their work when they're have when they getting paid. Then they'll talk about it, right? Then they're like, oh, there was this person that came back to life after the deathbed. There was this person. There was this person. There was this weird, strange encounter. And they always have cool stories, but it's yeah. like they're not willing to say it. Just similar, you know what it's similar to? It's similar to the Parks and Rec people that are working the national parks. They don't oh, want to yeah. say that they see Bigfoot or have weird Bigfoot encounters, but then they'll tell you afterwards. Or after that they see that the job. orbs floating around, you know, the little light balls that are yeah. floating around in the forest. You same know? with cops. Same thing. They're not going to say it until they're after the job. So I think that's really cool that if a doctor does say it, it's pretty brave of them, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, and there are but, some that are coming out and writing books and stuff about things like that, but... Anyway, yeah, she made a full, rec- like, pretty much a full recovery. Like, the next day, she, she remembered everybody. She was talking. She was walking. And they're like, this is, literally, the doctors are like, I, I don't know what to say about this whole thing. and now this she's, in Utah? Yeah. And now she's uh she's back at home. Like, they thought it would take months. But this was only a few weeks ago. And now she's back at home, obviously. And she's like, she's got a little boy. The crazy part about the story is that she, um, she said that when she went into a coma, they said she had brain damage because there wasn't enough oxygen going to her brain. And during that time, she says she was what felt like she was in a dream state, and she she felt like she was dead, like she felt like she passed on, and that she talked to some, um, like, heavenly voice, you know, and the voice was like, you know, you can come with me now, or if you feel like you need to go back, and she's like, no, I need to go back with my son, like, I need to be there for my son, because her son's only, like, five years old, you know? And so she, she basically was pleading and begging, like, I need to go back to be with my son. Like, he needs me, you know. And so pretty much that's why she thinks she was able to come back is because she needs to be with her son. What a cool thought, though. <clears throat> Just real quick, now that you said that, is like, because I'm I'm a believer in God, and it doesn't matter what you guys believe. We're excited you're here, and it's this is a conversation place. And I'm open to a lot of this stuff, too, by the way. Like, I believe in all the stuff we talk about, pretty much. Yeah, we're pretty open-minded guys. Um, and I've seen things I can't explain and stuff, right? The the fairy story, if you guys have looked into that one. Oh, yeah, um, the just listen, story. listen to any of our last podcasts. Like, we just go on these tangents about things that could be possible, yeah. you know, because it is anything might be possible. But the beauty of that <laughs> right there that he just said is, like, the conversation about um, how she was in a dream state and this heavenly figure is speaking to her, um, which I would assume is Jesus at this point. or well, That's what you know, she thinks, too. Yeah. But what's kind of cool is, like, he still gave her free will. Yep. And I think that's a cool reminder that we actually... Can change or shift the paradigm that was supposed to be into something that should be or could be yeah. based on what we can do. Right? What it's we not, should do. It's not like everything is is fixed. chosen for us and fixed and foretold. It's like no, you have the ability to bend. It ain't fixed like the NBA you. referees and the NBA championship. It's it's <laughs> it's real talk. It's not fake wrestling. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so that was. I just wanted to interject that because that reminded me of the story you told. But the cool thing about yours is that. Um, that fact that she was in, like, the old 1960s or, or 50s style. They used to wear some really f- funny kind of nurse outfits, you know? Like, it wasn't the scrubs we know today. It's mm-hmm. like they had little hats and they had, like, little, you know, just funny outfits. It was, like, the classic nurse uniform from, like, the Halloween costumes. But then add, like, some browns in there and some apron that's a little bit too long and some, boot, like, boat shoes or something, you know? Yeah and an, a thing for your head, like a bonnet kind of thing. So pretty cool, pretty cool that that story is real. And that, that was in 2019. Um, I do have another one. This one really reminds me of one I'm going to tell after because this one I have after this one is, it just sparked it in me because I remember, I, I used to go to this Christian church called Mountain View Christian Center and the pastor there has a really similar story to this one. Um, but this is not that story. I'll tell you that after this one. So this is called Pastor Experiences Angelica counter that saved his life. So this pastor named John Boston was driving. He's in Cincinnati. He was driving on an airport road in, oh, sorry, Columbus, Ohio in 2015 when he got in a terrible car accident and sent a live transformer crashing into his car. Oh, my gosh. Fox 8 Cleveland reported that he was trapped inside of a burning car as the windshield melted and the f- door folded shut. No oh, yeah. way. This, when this is happening, a transformer, that's like, I don't know how many volts that is of electricity, but it's constantly, if it's still running, if those, the voltage is still trying to get into that transformer, its it's got to be frying his car. It's got to yeah. be frying him. It's know? like non-stop amperage, isn't it? Yeah. Like oh, it's, yeah. Um, it's pure energy coming in. Yeah. So it says that the windshield melted, which is scary as hell. The door folded shut, which is also scary as hell. Boston said that, that that was right when a stranger walked up, opened the door, the literally burning door that was folding, removed him from the car to safety. The stranger told Boston that his name was Johnny and that he had to leave the scene before the first responders arrived because he couldn't be there when they got there. He never saw Johnny again, but Boston walked away with minor injuries. That's uh, such a weird That's such a weird thing Um, for let's okay, say it's just a regular person, right? That's such a weird thing for a regular person to say. They come in and they're like, Hey, I can't be here when the responders show up. That's just kind of strange to me. Like, it's like, um, I mean, either they're the only reason someone would say that is they're, they, they're criminal of some sort and they're wanted. Right. Yeah. But why would a wanted person, but those kind of people, not, I'm not saying they can't change because they can, but you know, why would they even say that? That's just a strange thing, you know. I mean, the realist in us could say that it is that because that's true. I I would assume if you're a criminal and you've maybe done something bad and you're living on the streets or something, you don't ever want to be caught with you have your like hands warm, down at all, you know, or something. So yeah. you, if that that'd be cool if it's a good Samaritan and stuff. And maybe I, he's trying to make a comeback, you yeah, know, some sort, yeah. Rocky style, Rambo style. We're not gonna discount that. But I do think that... I don't believe that's what that was. Well, the feeling that Johnny Boston, the pastor, said afterwards is that he had a strong sense of determination to serve, almost like the people that die and come back. Yeah. They're always like, I'm going to live my life to the fullest now, like Jordan Peterson style. I'm going to just give it all you got, because all of us have the same... We all are ending at some point. It's a finite existence, right? So why not push it your whole way all the time, no matter what? Which, who's going to do that? But isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's a cool story. And then you know you have <clears throat> you have all these other stories that are not quite maybe not as like a that kind of a saving like where it's not like it's saving you from a car or, or that type of thing but you have these other stories that actually reminds me of my story a little bit but it's I' was more gonna say of, tell your story real quick yeah it's more more of a I, I kind of put it more of the guardian angel side which who knows if that is actually an angel or if it's like some I don't really know what to think if it's an actual angel or if it's like maybe like when people pass on they kind of can bargain you know because maybe they made mistakes and they can like bargain and say hey you know, I want to, I want to help people that are down there now and like kind of do things to kind of right, right my wrongs, right. The things that I did that were wrong or something. That's kind of a popular belief, but you know, I was driving one time this, you know, I was still pretty young. I was like in my early twenties and I was driving this little Scion XB, the little square, you know, cars. I actually that car was that car. cool was, I mean, had such cool like height in it, you know, like it a lot of It felt like you were on a skateboard, but with better suspension. And then you could literally change the dash color. So yeah. it was like orange, blue, green, red, purple. You know, if you would have jacked the, the, if you would have given it a little bit more height and put some cool like tires on it, you could have made it a cool camping vehicle, you know? like Or if you just drop it and stance it and put some way cool bronze wheels on it. <laughs> that be car cool looks too. sweet, I bet. But yeah, so I was driving and like, um, I was about to pull onto a busy road and right at like at just a couple, you know, maybe 50 feet from uh, like right when you pull on this busy road, about 50 feet onto it, there's like a, a railroad track. And so I'm pulling on. I'm trying to, you know, as you're trying to pull onto a busy road, you're trying to like get it, get the speed going so that you can get in front of vehicles that are coming, ongoing traffic and stuff. It's like a four-lane road. There's two lanes coming one way, two lanes the other way, and then there's the the, middle section. I I pass the part that's coming, you know, the oncoming traffic, and then I'm like trying to get into the on a left-hand turn, the lane that I'm supposed to be in, and I'm like trying to push it real fast because it's like, you know, it's like 35 miles per hour, 40 miles per hour on this road. And so I'm kind of gunning a little bit and I'm looking back, you know, to make sure I'm ahead of this vehicle that's coming behind me. And all of a sudden I look, I turn the other way and right in front of me where that railroad track is, there's a, it's a bus, uh, like a transport bus. And they're stopped because, you know, those buses stop at every railroad track. And so it's literally at a complete standstill and I'm going 40 miles per hour at that thing. And I crash right into it at four. I didn't apply brakes at all. So that was pretty crazy. You'd think in that situation, a lot of people would probably have died. You know, it, it was a pretty hard Yeah, crash. 40 into pure metal, like yeah. pure steel. And that a, bus, bus didn't even move because it was a big vehicle. You and know? the XP is kind of mm-hmm. low anyway. So like that, and it's a flat windshield. It's not like a curved windshield like a lot of cars. It's just literally flat because a box. So you'd think that that would just smash right into it and destroy the whole thing. And you inside it. But the weird part was, so the, the, the airbags deployed and stuff. But the weird part is the airbags didn't even hit my face because... What had happened was that even the seatbelt didn't tighten down on my chest because I had felt a force, almost like a hand reaching over and stopping my inertia. So, like, I felt this heavy hand, like, reach over as if it was someone was in the passenger seat and stop me, like, with their, like, a forearm, like, visibly, you know, just completely stop my inertia so that I didn't move forward. I literally just jolted just barely. And that all that force of that car, of that car crash um, didn't affect me at all, like, because that I felt like this heavy arm stopping it my whole body from moving you know and so <clears throat> so i wasn't injured at all luckily and the other cool part about that story is there was only one person in that bus and they were way at the front so they they felt like it was almost nothing they're like oh we got hit i guess but it, it didn't affect them at all it was an older person cuz this was actually a ADA type bus so they were transporting people that have like handicaps and other disabilities and stuff so that was even worse and so i was terrified that you know Something bad could have happened, but you know it was just crazy that I didn't even feel the movement at all. Did the airbag airbags deploy? Yeah, they they deployed. They didn't even hit me in the face. You didn't have Uh, the whip marks on your face or anything. It didn't even touch my face. See, that's how you know if somebody's like, "Oh, it's the airbags that hit your chest." No, it's not because you would have had cuts all over your face. And the only thing that happened to me is I got a little bit of burn on my arm, like because the way I was holding my steering wheel, I got a little tiny bit of burn, like where it singed the hairs off of my arm from the airbag coming out, because that thing come out at such a fast speed. Um, that was it. That was the only, like, thing that happened to my body was just that little tiny bit of hair getting rubbed off. So whatever eye. blessing that was literally took the hit of the airbag, stopped it, yep. held his hand out, his or her hand out, and blocked everything. And wrapping. I think, like, a majority of people listening could probably have some kind of story like that that is in their personal life, like, of s- some situation. Like, I was thinking of Brent. Uh, no, it's not Brent. It's um, it's Jim Harold's story where he was, um, he was courting that girl. He was dating that girl. And they were walking alongside that semi-truck that had those big, heavy logs. And he got that feeling like, oh, I shouldn't walk on the side of these. I shouldn't walk on this side of that semi-truck because I don't know. I just have a weird feeling about it. So they walked the other way. And as as soon as they passed, they, they you know, like halfway th- where that semi-truck would have been, all of a sudden those logs come crashing down on the side where he would have been. And so it's like, you get this inkling, this, this sensation, like, oh, I shouldn't go that way. And I think like, whether it's my car accident situation where i had this arm stop me or whether it's just that sense of like oh i shouldn't go that way you get these feelings i wonder if all of it's connected you know if it's like if it's all angelic or if it's guardian angels or if it's more yeah it's interesting very interesting so uh i guess this is a good time for a break again yeah you guys are cool with that let's take a break When you look at it we're back when you think of it so one thing that's pretty cool that story i just told right before the break is very very comparable to this other story that was an actual pastor that i went to church at um his name was pastor siegfried super cool guy literally looked like tony stark from iron man but a little bit older really good smile looked like the tin man from um, wizard of oz with his smile like just pure nice cheekbones you know what i'm saying and Do you still talk to him at all I don't talk to him, but I do see his son on Facebook quite a bit, and he has a really happy family, and they all seem like they're doing really well. But Siegfried stepped down not too long ago, mostly age, I think. He was in his, I think, mid-60s when he was pastor. looked really good for his age, though. But he would always, you know, really cool guy. He started telling us a story one time about him and his wife, when they first got into pastorship or before they became, it was right when they became pastor and pastor's wife. It was literally like their first or second year. They took over this church and they had to, they didn't have any money to pay for rent and an apartment because they were just getting stifled church money, basically the money that the church was providing. They had this small like shack that was right on the side of the church and it was a house. I mean, it had a, it was literally, he's like, it was like a studio. It had a small bedroom and then a little kitchen and a bathroom. And, a, and that was basically it. And he's like, my wife would be home and I'd be at church and I'd be praying and I'd do these different things. And he's like, and then I would come home late. And I always knew that her dinner was being prepared. And this night we didn't have a ton of money at the time. So she was making some ramen noodles or something super basic, but she, she always liked to spice it up and make it better than it was. So he was like, Oh, it smells good. You could smell it from the window. He comes inside. He's like, Hey baby, what are you making? She tells him, he sits down he's had a long day. And he said, I remember sitting on the table, my wife's still cooking The window's open, so there's, you know, it's venting and everything. it's in the middle of winter, by the way. So it's like February, and it's snowy and everything. And I think they were in Ohio or somewhere again. Very comparable to this other pastor. Dude, that's like ice cold, you know. Yeah, very cold. It was back east. 20, you know, and stuff like that. So what was crazy is like anyone that would come knocking, I mean, they're freezing cold, I'm sure. Literally, they were sitting at the table. She's cooking. He's sitting there. He's telling her about his day and what he's preparing for for the sermon next week or whatever. And somebody knocks on the door, and it's like 9 o'clock at night. 9.30. It's like, who the heck is knocking on the door right now? She looks at him, and he's like, she's like, are you expecting a family couple or something? Somebody we're going to come mentor to or something? And he's like, no, not expecting anyone. She's like, well, go answer the door. Don't be rude. So he goes and answers the door, and it's this gentleman that's freezing cold, and he's wearing stuff that's not applicable to winter. He's wearing like a long john shirt and some jeans, no jacket, no nothing. That kind of reminds me of the Black Eyed Kids thing that we. Talked I know. About. I was literally also, thinking that. But but also, um, like, I just wonder if if these entities that come from uh, different existences, like different planes of existence, different what's the word I'm thinking of? Anyway, alternate universe or yeah, they just they come from different dimensions or Dimension, something. Maybe yeah. maybe they're not subject to our same. Field of like of temperature and those kind of things. Like they have, they can create their own, almost like UFOs, which is a different topic. But yeah, that's interesting. Keep going. Though. Well, he did say that the dude looked like he was literally freezing to death, and oh, okay. he was shivering and everything. And he just goes, "Hey, sir, I'm sorry to bother you. You're the only house around here that has light that I can see, and I, I'm just freezing. And I'm wondering if I could maybe come in for a few minutes. And that to me, instantly, and in our culture nowadays." Wouldn't you guys say that's a dang red flag? Like if yeah, somebody be, said that, I'd I think they're gonna duct tape me and right? murder me and take all my jewelry in the in the back room or whatever, right? Well, especially someone like me who listens to way too much Mr. Ballin. You know, there's all these true crime stories of like crazy situations oh, yeah. that come up. Any of you lady you know. listeners, you ladies, I know you ladies. You guys listen to so many murder mysteries. You guys would be like so scared right now. You, I know you wouldn't open the door, even if your husband's saying we're gonna open the door. But and I would feel the same way. I'm I'm with you. For some and Siegfried, my pastor at the time, super cool guy. He would help anybody take shirt off his back, but he said, Um, yeah, we're just about to have dinner and he was he felt weird about it at first. But his wife from the other room said, Let him in, bring him in. And he was weirded out by that, because she never says things like that. She's like, We have enough dinner, we're gonna feed you. Does that sound okay? And he comes in and he's super cheerful and he's like, Oh, thank you so much. I'm freezing out here. I'm not from around here, and I... Again, red flags to me. This sounds like a Ted Bundy story starting, right? Right. But he sits down, super nice guy. They start chatting. They literally had a conversation, and they ate soup. It was like ramen, basic ramen, and had a conversation for like two and a half hours. And the guy was super friendly. They mentored to him. He mentored to them. They, he would say things to them that were very strange, by the way. Not like a normal person that they Like he was coming off as like instructing a little bit yeah, or teaching? Wow. Exactly. And by the end of it, he would say cryptic things to them like, you guys are going to be great. You're going to change a lot of people's lives. Like, I can feel it from you guys, things like that, which was super strange. And then they're like, okay, cool. We're glad you came by. Have you had enough to eat? We're going to send you off with some extra food. They give him an extra Tupperware. He says thank you, and then he leaves. And as he's walking out the door, it's snowing now. It wasn't snowing before. And he walks outside, and he literally turns over to wave to him. They wave through the window, and then he keeps walking forward. And they literally watch him disappear. So he literally... It wasn't like he disappeared into darkness. He literally vanished in their, in front of their eyes. Wow. So they know it was... They're like, that's an angel. That was an angel. That, that story reminds me so much of Johnny Cash's song, The Christmas Guest, you know, which really affects me. That song, For some reason, that song is so good. Um, anybody love that one, too. I mean, I know that's Christmas-related, so maybe wait till winter. But, you know, it's, it's such a similar story where there's this guy knocking at the door, um, kind of a vagrant, homeless kind of person, very and, similar. and they they let him inside and and give him some dinner and give him some shelter and stuff and um, reluctantly right because they're worried about whatever he might be or what Danger. he might do to him and stuff and then they end up finding out that it's like Jesus embodying so maybe a homeless person maybe or this something. angel was like a Johnny Cash fan and he's like I'm gonna do this to them and see what they do but literally it was this is what's crazy too is like when they were going through this at this very moment. He was having doubts about his pastorship. He was almost like, I almost want to quit because they weren't making a lot of money. And he was worried that he couldn't provide for his new, newly born son, which was um, Ken that I know. And Ken's in his like late 30s now. So that, again, about way back. He was just worried about everything. And he's like, you know, when you have doubts and stuff, this dude shows up and he's literally telling us what we shouldn't know or what we should know. And it was just a lot of information and it was hard to process. And we were just like, who is this guy? And then he leaves and disappears. It was like everything they needed to hear at that moment. And it really like, again, recharged, just like what that other story was. It recharged his vigor for right. his determination. And new path again, kind of in a way. And Pastor Siegfried literally was a pastor for, until he was in his late 60s. So it was like... 45 years of pastorship after that. So and this I'm sure he like changed it would have lives. been like in the 80s then? It would have been like yeah. in the mid-80s, like 85 or something? Yeah, because before that. Ken is probably four, f- three years older than me, yep. uh, us, and we're 34. So yeah, I would say 84, yeah. 83, somewhere And so there. you got to think about that era too, like, you know, in the snow like that, you, there was no cell phones, you know? So somebody like that coming to your door... Actually, back then would make a lot more sense. Nowadays, if you'd you, accept you, it more back then. Nowadays, you'd almost turn somebody away like instantly. Like, hey, you gotta like, do you have a cell phone? Like, you know, make a call or something, you know. Yeah, why are you coming um, to my door? You have a phone. But back then, it's like, you know, you kind of, especially if they're in a place where it's maybe a little bit more um, remote, like maybe there's not like a ton of houses close by and it's snowing like it was. And yeah, but that's a cool story. That's and actually, cool. one more thing is he did say he thought it odd that the dude said, yours is the only house that has light because when he said that this is what his whole sermon was on by the way was yours is the only house that has light he was talking about and it's weird that I'm remembering this now because it's been years but he's like like acceptance it's, it's kind of no it's kind of like um i could it's like when there's darkness all around you you're you still have to be the light so even when you're stressed as all get out like they were try to preach good news and that's what he was going through at the time and wanting to give up and this person that showed up at his door said literally Yours is the only house that had light, and Ken, or not Ken, C. Creed, this pastor, when that guy left, and it was a big, crazy moment that he disappeared, he looked around, and there was houses that had lights on, and they weren't that far from other houses. Literally, they're they are in a city. So that was a really cool so line. We, if you take the words at face value, you're like, oh, that's, it doesn't make sense, because there's other houses that have lights on, but it's it, like a deeper meaning. It was right? like a deep meaning or something. Yeah. yeah, super cool. Well, that's a cool story. I like that. It's awesome. Yeah, all of this reminds me of one story I just want to share and it's just a really quick one, but I thought it's, you know, it just goes really well with what we're talking about. You thought it necessary? I thought it necessary. Mega story. No, this, mega... Is a, this is a very small story, but Okay.
0: <laughs> but <laughs>
1: You know what we're talking about. Um, so I so uh this one's this one comes from another podcast and, and I think it's from one of Jim Harold's podcasts. I think it's the Campfire maybe or one of those. It just stuck with me, it's a really good story. So there was this kid that was um, you know, riding his bike in his neighborhood and uh, you know, when you're a kid you, you kind of long for other kids to show up and, you know, you have someone to play with and stuff like that. And so this other kid showed up on a bike and kinda of out of the blue, you know, like this and sorta of seemed like a mischievous kind of kid. And he's like, Hey, let's race, you know, and, and this other little kid is like, Okay, let's race and so they start riding their bikes really fast and they're riding all over the place and you know when you, when you're a kid like that you kind of have tunnel vision you're just focused on playing and having fun and stuff and so you know they're riding in who knows for how long this ride went on and all of a sudden the you know the other little kid is basically gone the one that started the race was like hey let's race let's race and this little main little kid the you know the main one from the story He's totally lost. He's like eight years old. So he's super little and he's totally lost. He doesn't know where he is. He's looking around. He's like, I don't recognize any of these houses. I have no idea that's where, scary how, how far like away I am. Like that. I don't know how long we've been riding for. You remember we got lost <clears> in that <throat> grocery store a couple times. That was scary. Yeah. Weird. And all of a sudden he literally looks over to his right or left, one of the sides. And there, there's this beautiful house that's really pretty. And the yard is really immaculate and stuff. And the door is wide open. The front door is wide open, right? and it just looks so inviting and this guy walks out this handsome guy you know fully decked. do you look like the dosa keys i hope probably like that yeah, age probably that's, cool. yeah that's kind of what I, I picture dosa keys yeah and like nice clothes Most you know like maybe like a cool cardigan with like some collar and stuff underneath nice stuff. beard trimmed but he's he's totally you know handsome and stuff and he's just looks so friendly and he's smiling he walks out and, and the kid is crying at this point because the kid doesn't know where he's at and he's trying to find his way home and So this guy walks out and he's like, oh, kid, like, what's going on? Like, I'm, you know, I can help you. Like, I'll help you find your way home. He, you know... Takes him home. Uh, somehow, this guy knew exactly which way to go. Took him home. The parents were literally drove this... him home straight to his house. No, I think they walked. I think they, oh, walked, they walked home. Okay. Yep, because uh, the kid was on the bike, and so he just kind of walked with the kid as the kid rode his bike. And by the time they got to the kid's home, it was it was late. Like it was the sun was going down, and it would it would have been hours. Like the parents were like, I don't know where my kid is. And been they like were, 8, They were in total panic like, mode. They'd already called the police that the kid was missing and all this kind of stuff. And the guy shows up, and, and he, you know, and the parents are relieved because they see this, you know, handsome, good-looking guy looks, you know, like a nice person. Real quick, if I was that old man, I would have been like, did you guys call the police? And I'd be, like, holding the kid back. <laughs> like, yeah, we did. We did. You guys are lying. <laughs> I'm taking this kid back home because you guys are sick parents. You didn't care about this kid? Yeah. No way. I mean, this kid is only, <laughs> you got to think about way. it. Like, yeah, I have a six-year-old, you know, and eight years old. Like, I, they're they're still so helpless. Like, they need a lot of, they are. you know, they need some guardianship and stuff. And... and it is scary. There's a lot of sickos out there, and, and so yeah, you'd be in total panic mode. But anyway, so he brings the the kid home, and and the parents are totally relieved, and they're they're like, you know, thanking this man, like, thank you so much. The kid is totally happy. They're they're trying to like pay this guy. They're trying to figure out like how in the world he found their kid and stuff. Like kind of a ransom, like, oh, look, look, we'll give you some money for this. This is you know amazing. And he's like, no, don't worry about that. And like, what is your name? And he's like, my name is Michael, and I just live up the road. Uh, they're like, oh, well, thank you so much, Michael, you know, be in touch, you know, well, let's exchange numbers or whatever. And he's like, no, no, nothing about that. I don't want to exchange numbers. My name is Michael. If you ever, you know, need anything, I'm around kind of thing. And then he's he, like, you can find me in the club, bottle of the mama, I got what you need. <clears throat> and then he starts walking off and this is so similar to your pastor story. He's walking off and he disappears in front of him. He literally just disappears. They can't see him anymore. Like, where did this guy go? It's impossible that he would have. It's like they purposely show that. Yeah. You know? So that's pretty, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, I love that story. Yeah. It's similar to, it's similar. It's like finding your way back, you know, sometimes you need help because you get lost. So, and they're obliging. They're not like, they're not shying from it. I feel like, right. I feel like the good side is always about, so here's a cool theory. And I think we talked about this in our, in one of our other podcasts in the past, which I figured out what this Mickey's cat means, by the way. And I'll tell you that in a sec. Um, but tangent, um, if you turn on a light in your house, where does the darkness go? It just disappears. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That room is full of light. Doesn't exist anymore. The only place you see darkness is in shadows, like in a a shadow of a fan on a light or whatever it might be. So I think that's a cool analogy. I think God places those things to show us like, hey, um, I'm all knowing and I'm I'm willing to bring you out of the struggle you're in in 100% of the way. Not like, not 60%, not 80%. I'm going to do 100% where light will just convulse over all of darkness. Right. So I think that's pretty cool. It's like all consuming. All consuming it reminds me yeah. um it reminds me of when you're a kid how like you want the lights on when you're scared and stuff like it's a natural thing for us to kind of feel that way too like the evil things can lurk in the darkness and it might just be like a, a survival situation like maybe yeah part as of it's evolving instinct. or something like we you know at night time we know that the there's predators for me and you part of it's instinct but for me and you it's are you afraid of the dark that clown episode that it, scared us it's so that, much that and it's 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 our history with the paranormal we've oh, had yeah. situations it always happen at night almost you know and stuff but always but yeah, like, you know, like it might be a, a survival thing. Like maybe, you know, like, you know, cougars are hunting at night, um, you know, bears, bears are out at night and they're yep. looking for food and stuff. And so maybe just homo sapien, like as a, as, as a uh, survival situation, we just realize, hey, there's predators out there and at nighttime they're more prevalent. In the old days, like <clears throat> the cowboy days, when it was dark, you went inside. Yep. You, it's not like you'd hang out outside like we do now where you have cars and you're driving around, you're going to clubs, you're going to restaurants. Hanging out with friends, meeting with different people, going to different houses. I'm on 100% right now. It's it's different. Back then, when the darkness hits, you go inside. And yep. then you wake up early. So people would go to sleep at like 9 o'clock. They'd wake up at 5, 6 in the morning. Yep. It wasn't like it is now where I go to sleep at 12 in the morning, <laughs> 1 o'clock, on a weekday when I'm supposed to be working the next day. And then I wake up at 7.30 because the light's shining through my window. <laughs> yeah. It's different, but... Yeah, but now we're going to we're gonna dive into a little bit of the creepy side of things, you know, the, the demonic side. Um, kind of talk about that and talk about, like, theories, thoughts, maybe some stories. Yeah, what I find interesting is, like, why do specific beliefs, I guess, church situations, um, I could name a few, being here in Utah especially. There's, like, it's like they don't want to talk about this scary part of it. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I think it's probably better to bring it to the light, like I was just saying. Um, let's talk about the scary because the scary exists you can't get away from it mm-hmm. it's like it's like a person saying oh life is going to be good your whole life and then you get out of high school and you're like homeless because you, you spent too much money on credit cards and yeah. you tried to be an actor and you like lost all your money or something that because your parents taught you something like no we should definitely talk about both sides because it, we're going to equip not like we we don't understand this either but no. it's there's truth to both sides we're going to take a <clears throat> real quick break here All right, cool. We're back. Thank you guys for riding and rolling and rocking and rolling and whatnot with us. There's a yin yang in life, right? There's the evil and the good. And it's, I like hearing about both sides because not that I like it. I mean, the evil side is evil and we don't want to be a part of that. But I think getting to know it is important. You don't know, you don't know where you're at unless there's differences, like the duality, right? Like, you don't know where, like, if you're. Like really good or you're really bad, there's no such thing as either unless exactly. there's a good or bad you yeah. Know? And so I think that's why it does exist. That's why there's a pick, I think so too. A pull and a push and all that and stuff. And I think it's good to know your enemy. It's like um it's a, I'm a huge basketball fan, if you don't already know. Both of us are. Um, and I think watching the scouting report is very important. So knowing who what Steph Curry's gonna do if you're Donovan Mitchell, you have to guard him. Yep. Again, we're Utah Jazz fans, as you can tell. You have to know he's going to shoot threes from way further than most people. And right. so you just have to know that scouting report. And it's the same thing with demons. It's like, or with just evil in general. is like, we have to know what their plan is going to be so that we can maybe dodge it. Maybe yeah. encompass, not be a part of the situation, the problem. Right. One thing that's kind of cool. And again, if nobody's ever read the Bible here, that's cool. Again, I'm not saying you have to or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not pushing any beliefs on anybody, but I can say that um, there's some cool insightful things that happened in the old days. And there is like historical proof if you want to look into some of it. But um, there's... And there's there's, um, like every single kind of old ancient culture and every single kind of religion that exists today has similarities to this like we really look into them you know like the old ancient egyptian texts and stuff there's like yeah they're set you know which translate to seth later is like the the satan version right there's always like the good and evil in all these old religions like you know there's the you know the quran and stuff they have stuff like that in there there's the you know the kabbalah and stuff they have they have good and bad in in their teachings and it's not just you know i think every single culture has good and bad right so, so yeah like Again, believe what you want to believe. Um, if if something gets holy, you're great, you know, in a good way. And if it's a bad thing, you'll be able to maybe tell. But this is kind of cool. Um, it's the New King James Version of the Bible. So it's Matthew twelve forty three verse, or sorry, Matthew 12, verse 43 through 45. It's called The Unclean Spirit Returns. And I think this is kind of a cool verse because it's like, this is what, this, and I'll get into that because this is what I think demons do. And that's kind of why I'm bringing this up. But it says on verse 43: when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, so it got cleansed, right? He goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finds none. That's a weird thing to me. Mm-hmm. So he's he can't find a spot, I guess. The demon goes through dry places, too. Like, that's a weird Seeking rest, which is funny. And, and, and there's a lot of other Bible verses where it's like, the evil seeks rest and they can never find it. That is true. Like they're kind of like in a place where they can never right their wrongs because demons, let's just get into this really quick before I finish this verse. Demons are fallen angels, right? In old texts, they are the ones that were originally angels. They were never human before. So I think they have a different judgment than like humans do. They were completely blameless at the beginning. And so they knew what blameless meant and they still denied it with the devil. So that's why... They have a harsher punishment than like what a human would have, and so like they just seek rest, they never find it, right? That whole whole kind of thing. That reminds so, me of the Barbosa, where it's like when the you know the cursed pirates, how they're like you know I touch a woman's flesh, I never feel her her warmth. Her warmth again. I, I eat food, I never taste taste it. the ample like, can't yeah that can't quench my thirst, That's my flavor That's crazy. Yeah, and in the mortal, the immortals is for me the immortals is like it's a creepy show, kind of. Henry Cavill, shout out to him. Mickey York was creepy as hell on that show. But the, um, the it's good though. There's these creatures that are like caged, and they're like that's the demons in that story. And they like get loosed. They like get broken out of the cage, and then they're demolishing everything in their path. And they're really creepy. And I think that's kind of what I picture demons like. They're they're caged by the creator in a way and they don't have a lot of power but somehow they're like loosed because of what, what the world we're in right now mm-hmm. and then they're gonna be caged again or something, you know, and it's like that kind of feel. So if ever you if you haven't seen the immortals, watch that. That's kind of what it reminds me Is of. Is that the one where they have the, the, the statue bowl that they Yep they used to do in the Roman days. And, oh, and they wear that bowl helmet say, and, yeah, and then yeah, the, the Mickey Ort character's creepy as heck mm-hmm. on it. Henry Cavill, shout out to him Superman. Always my Superman no matter what. Hashtag he's always our favorite Superman oh, yeah. and they better bring him mm-hmm. back. They better if they're smart they'll listen to dc fans like we are so on the bible verse here going back to that unclean spirit returns verse 43 when an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none then he says to himself hey i'll return to the house from which i came and when he comes he finds it empty swept and put in order he's like oh cool it's a clean ass house and he then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter the dwell there. It's, it's, you know what it reminds me of? They dwell there. And then the last day of the man is worse than the first. So shall it be in the wicked generation. Which is the wicked generation could be right now. Who knows? This world's crazy right now. But it's it's kind of like saying like this. It's, it's funny. You clean your house. And if you're not like fixing it. If you're not fixing the problem. Then seven more worse ones are going to come with it. That are even worse than what you thought. What I see from that is it's a victim mentality. I think demonic culture is all about. Gang, you have you ever seen gangs? What do gangs do when it, when the Sir 13 and these different gangs? If they're um, they see a, a random person walking in an alley, down an alleyway, they'll attack that one person. There's eight of them hitting them with a baseball bat, and it gives them status, uh-huh. yeah. And if you separate the eight and you just go with one, a lot of the time they, they take off, anything. they won't do yeah. anything. Yep, I think that's what demonic culture is about. It's like, oh we have more power cuz there's more of us like, like we have to gang me- gang mentality it's yeah. yeah yeah so that's what i see from that and i see that like compared to the angel culture like we were just talking about Angels are always about, oh, the one. I'll be the one to save this one person. And so I think there's power in that. Well, and they're also not trying to, like, with the angel side, the angelic side, they're not trying to steer somebody necessarily in a certain direction. They're just trying to give them options. Whereas, like, the demonic side seems like they're trying to steer you in some certain in no way. hope. Like, but, no yeah, in, like, this very, like, uh, like, this tragic situation, you know, like, trying to pull you down into, like, some... Lower vibration, you know, constantly, mm-hmm. where it's like that's that's what I see out of demonic stuff is like it's trying to. They're leeches. They're like um, like leeches. Yeah, yeah. Literally. They're they're sitting there like they're sucking on that that life force of of tragedy and and pain and sorrow and and just you know they love it. It's like somehow it's like their food source, you know. So one thing that uh, another verse in the Bible, real quick, and these are probably the main two verses I wanted to talk about in the Bible. Mm-hmm is also Matthew, Matthew 8, verse 31. Um, Matthew's an awesome, one of my favorite books of the Bible. It's super cool. Because it's just real. It's, like, real, and it's, we understand it as a people nowadays, like, in the 2022 year. We kind of understand where he's coming from, uh, as opposed to, like, the Luke and these weird, like, well, enthusiasts. He was like, he was, like, a hard worker, right? He was a guy that, like, was a hard worker that kind of didn't really believe in, like, miracles, didn't really believe in, like, the, you know, that He was, stuff. like, the tax collector. So he was, like, seeing it from the outside, like... Mm-hmm. Not so much what most of the other guys like Matthew or Mark, Luke, and John, which also write very similar Bible verse their accounts of the same situations. I like Matthew's probably the best because it's it's the closest to how we feel as a people, you know. But this one says Matthew verse or chapter eight verse thirty one, the demons beg Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. It's kinda like what I wonder about that is why would they want to go into a herd of pigs as opposed to being out in the air, out in the open, not being like enslaved in a body? I don't know what that means, but I do. I do think it that could be a metaphor. It yeah. could be a metaphor, but if it's reality, it means that their reality is um, not very good. If they're trying to drag people into they that reality, chaos like it's a pigsty, you know, a like pigsty. Yeah, and good. and and it's also it's dirty, it's grimy, it's it's a place where everything is eaten, like pigs. Eat every kind of food you can imagine. You throw a pig into oh, the yeah. pig; they eat it. You know? Oh yeah, like, it's just a, they'll eat everything in their path. So it's like a it's a chaotic realm. Like so, you know my I mean? thought on the demonic thing is that their gang mentality; they'll eat everything in their path. It's a very animalistic vibe. And then there's no um, order. There's there's a, no order. It's no completely order. opposite of order, right? And the last thing that I can say about the demonic culture is that, yeah, a lot of you got, might, might question like, oh, in the old days, there was a lot of demonic possessions, like where they were literally in a body. And that's true. I don't see that as much anymore. Um, I think a lot of that in my personal preference is that when the Holy Spirit came, when God said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit as a, as a helper until I come back kind of thing, that maybe did some fairy dust thing sprinkled something in the in the whole world where it's like they can't access human bodies as easy it's almost like the holy spirit's like an extra shield to like protect the whole world from any demonic possessions at the time until he returns that's what i think it is um i also think that there is still that happening though if you've ever looked at maybe look up a video where there's like if you guys want to see this it's creepy as hell to me yeah i know what you're gonna say we talked a a little bit off air on this yeah there's this girl that's like Looks like she's out of her mind, and she's in the back of a truck, and it looks like it's Colombia. or... So look up, like, South America demonic possession girl, or something. Argentina, maybe. Argentina. Yeah. She's sitting in the back of the truck, and these cops are talking about what they're going to do with her, and what they're trying to figure out, and she Everybody says, oh, it's drugs. No. It's like, if you look at the way her face is, it's... It could... I guess it could be fentanyl or bath salts, because I've seen some weird shit with... Or weird stuff with bath salts, but it looks like... A different person looking at you. And that's what scares it's me about like it. It's almost like as if you're pausing every frame, like frame by frame. Like, because you can see it's a video and stuff. And, like, you can... If you pause frame by frame and it, it looks like the face is just, like, changing it's constantly. Different. It's different. It's different than the girl it was supposed to be, and, you know, and, originally. And this, this, this person looks like she is, like... She's Tormented. Tormented so tormented to like she's very thin she's very skinny um, shes well and fit, she should you know. be pretty like uh, if you look at her like it looks like a pretty girl but yeah. not really not when you're looking at that face looking but, like, at when you, when you on look the at all of the supposed you know uh, possession accounts that have happened in our history even the ones in America and stuff like that's how people start to look like mm-hmm. as they've been possessed it's like they they do stop eating they get really thin their face starts to literally change and start look a little bit more like um, animalistic, you know? Um, let me they ask, start living in an animalistic way a little bit more. Let me you ask know? you this real quick to kind of end on this or help with this. Roman, what do you think of the nowadays demonic possession? Do you think that... Here's what my personal belief is, and let me, let me ask you what you think of this. I think that the nowadays demonic possession after the Holy Spirit showed up is more or less... Um, it's using our own crutches against us. It's not so much being a full possession of a body, it's saying, Oh, you're addicted to this. I'm gonna i I'm gonna fuel that fire. Yeah. I'm gonna hold on to you as a backpack. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, you're addicted to this. Cool. Nobody cares about you. It's the whole like Oh, yep. nobody cares about you. I'm gonna make this worse for you, yeah. and then you feel this shame and this, this, and that. That's what I think it is nowadays. Yeah, I, I think agree. that's their new way, their new tactic through media, through music, through well, that's what I was gonna say too. Internet. I think they use a lot of like, um, like sort of propaganda in a way. I think that they like uh, they they try to brainwash us into believing a certain way like um and and that's and that's what i think they really feed off of now is like trying to get the the entire society to believe a certain way and to yep. and to go along with it and to like it and to to actually like think something that's actually evil is good somehow doesn't like, that sound like love now that doesn't you know? that sound like right now oh yeah like it's literally that's what what's with. happening right now. Yep. And it's different than any other time in the world. And that's when the older generation, even the our generation's like, Wow, we've never seen this growing up in our entire life. This is something way different, so unique. Yep. So who knows? We could be in the last days, I don't know. But it's it's kinda cool to see these two aspects, right? The angels are so much hope. The demonic side is so much fear. Well and one thing and I depression. see is like with the with the angel stuff is like you can ask for like here's one thing I've I've noticed from stories and also just personal you know, situation is like, you can ask for angelic help and stuff. And sometimes you just don't get any response, you know, maybe it's not the time, maybe that it's not, you know, they're not meant to come down like the, because of the free will thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like with demonic stuff, like you have to be so careful because you can easily invite and like, you have to invite, like, that's the thing is like with demonic side, they, they don't just show up. You have to do something that invites so I think them and, and you may not know that you're doing it. Like, honestly, like mentally, you're not thinking that you're actually doing it. But you are, and like that's the scary part. All the old stories of old that are anything evil-minded, you have to invite them in. Like, have you noticed with vampires, you have that's to invite where I think them in. The vampire in. thing, comes like, from. oh, knocking yeah. on your window, let me in, I'm hungry. It's like, by the way, we're gonna do a vampire story because we have a couple really good vampire stories that I haven't told my brother about that I really want to cover, and so that's that's gonna be a future show. Best and news to me for sure. I, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm not really sure on the vampire thing that there's a possibility there they, that they were real, and then maybe they are real. But I'm just throwing that throwing that out, throwing there. That out yep. there yep so there's that then there's like the stories that where's that weird bigfoot show that we watched where they're like they went and did this seance thing and then they're like there's the ufos that they seance to oh that was Stephen greer right i think so uh, his his documentary it was the uh fifth kind or whatever it yeah was. Or, so yeah. with that show if you ever watch that show it's they're literally like asking to invite them to their life and they always show up and then they That's show up crazy yeah. it's again to me it like, actually reminds me of Skinwalker Ranch, because those guys, if you're watching the new, the new season... Which is uh, great, Or any of the seasons of the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, which takes place... Shout in, out to in, Travis. That takes place in our part of the woods. You know, we, we live in Utah, and uh, that's like... We have land in New Shane, so we're going to go out there yeah. this year and try to find Skinwalker Ranch and hit that up again. But basically, I know you can't get in every there, time but. they start picking at that ranch, you know, they, they're they're shooting off rockets, they're doing all these experiments. These UAPs show up, these unidentified... Uh, aerial phenomenon or flying objects start showing up and it's funny because it's like it responds you know or things it's like start you're inviting happening. it and then it shows up it's, a, it's it's so it makes me wonder like even the alien thing makes me wonder if it's a demonic thing, that's what i was gonna know? say is i feel like a lot of this stuff is connected and you be the judge of that but i i i'm personally feeling like there's some connection there yeah but yeah it's this is hella interesting and hopefully you guys got some cool stuff out of this yep and we're basically right at the end of this episode we're almost at an hour right now and uh, we appreciate everybody who's listening to us, who's, you know, who's there with us on every episode and share the, you know, share the show. If you like what you hear, if you, you get something out of the show at all, share it around with your friends and family and stuff. You know, that's the only way that we continue to grow is people sharing word of mouth, you know, that kind of thing. I, myself, as a podcaster, all I do is listen to podcasts in my free time, like a lot of times. Literally like, every day at lunch. My lunches, That's yeah, all we do. You know, we listen to stuff that we're, and we're inspired by these other shows, like Jim Harold's shows and. Uh, Mr. Ballin, Brent even that's, you know, Brent. True Crime, and Brent Thomas with his Paranormal Portal, uh, West with Sasquatch Crime. There's Hole. so many different ones. but And I would definitely look into all those great shows because they're out there. There's so many great shows. You know, the fact that you're listening to us is humbling to us, you know, oh, yeah. for sure. And share it around if you're interested in it. And um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you got something out of it, definitely write to us. We've got uh, a Gmail, it's uh, supernaturalstation5 at com. If you want to submit a story or if you just want to say hi to us, you know, we read that. And uh, we're on Instagram as well, Supernatural Station. If you guys are listening to this stuff that we do, you've had an experience of some sort. So, like, open it up. We're really not, we're not judgmental at all. We want to hear it. We believe you. So, we've had all kinds of crazy experiences. We'll keep getting into it. Like, this is 22. We can get into episode 50 and I guarantee there's something you haven't heard that we've gone through. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being a support and we want to support you. So definitely send your messages to us. And if you're willing to allow us to share it, we're going to share it and it's going to be awesome. Thank you guys so much. This has been a great episode and we'll see you next time. Take care.